it was an experience as being a paranormal investigator in the very beginning of my of my journey that made me question should i really be doing this or not i want to ask you that have you gone to these uh uh tourist spots that are supposedly haunting like the train tracks the asylum and donkey lady oh, that's what i was going to talk what about is, what is donkey lady all right two it's two efforts we're back it's thursday where, where are you going it's thursday it's thursday I was going to let pop out. <laughs> well, it's Thursday, Worm. You're going to stay for the rest of the podcast. Oh, shit, dude. Midnight Paranormal Society is back with gonna us. going to do some prayers and stuff. Oh, man. We're going to need some prayers. Some kind of cleansing after this because yeah. I don't know. Like halfway through the podcast, I, I was getting like uh, goosebumps, man. Goosebumps? Goosebumps. Goosebumper. Like, like I don't know. Sit back. Buckle up. Let's go too hard, too fast with Midnight Paranormal Society. Boom. Yeah. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome to Too Hard, Too Fast. Too Hard, Too Fast. Too Hard, Too Fast. Too Hard, Too Fast. Welcome to Too Hard, Too Fast. Welcome to Too Hard, Too Fast. Welcome to Too Hard, Too Fast podcast. <laughs> uh, imagine waking up and seeing that thing next to you, man. The podcast of the century. It's the local. The other fear I have is like windows at night. I hate looking out the window at night. Thinking there's going to be something standing there. Right. Uh, person That's from my experiences. Well, um, and, and I want to ask that too, Robert. Like, I, w- I want to know like how you got into this as yeah, well. well. So, what we, what yeah. we can do is I'll let Mike I'll, finish first. Yeah, I'll, I'll explain because I want to share more more experiences about. I want to get because since Robert's here only for my team, I want to explain or share with you guys how I met Robert, how Robert came about, and then he can say the rest. Um, so. Here in San Antonio, they have different, you know, events where you can come out. Like uh, how I met Robert actually was, uh, I got invited. I was I was contacted by a lady from. There's a mall called One Wonderland Mall of Americas or Wonderland Mall. Yeah, yeah and, we do free um, events, free events there. Yeah, they have events there and stuff, free events. And uh, she reached out to me. And she says, "Hey, Mike, uh, I have a question for you." I said, "Yes, ma'am." She says, um, "I'm I'm like really big into UFO stuff." And, you know, I know you're not UFO, you know, you do ghost hunting, but I would like for you guys to be the oddball here. I'm like, oddball? She's like, yeah, she's like, we're going to have all UFO people here, uh, but I want you guys to come because, you know, I want I, I want you to throw everybody off. Like, you know, what the hell? Why are these ghost hunters here? And, believe, and I'm going to tell you something right now, man. When we were there, the UFO community, man, they're very critical, man. Like, you know, from what I saw, man, like they were, they were like, not when to look at us like they were like waving the nose to us like if we were like these dirty people there you know nothing against them but it was just the way what we experienced um but after a while I, people with passes up you see people with those freaking like aluminum things on their head like you know what i mean and, and they were like tin foil and, and and nobody wanted to come approach us and where people when people got close i'm like listen i know we're not ufo people obviously right that's what we like, draw well, on we like, believe there's something else out there I was like, look, we do paranormal investigating. We do ghost hunting. Just take some time. Give me one minute of your time. 60 seconds. All I ask. Come look at our evidence. Look at our, some of our devices. If you don't like it, you don't have to return them to our table. You can just keep going. By the time you knew it, bro, our table was like swarmed with people, man. I mean, everybody was coming to our. We had out so many cards. We got so many investigations from that event. But all of a sudden, Robert walks up, right? 
And uh, I saw, I think I saw, no, did I see you? I didn't see you right away, Robert. Or did I see no, you right away? You're in the restroom when I first met the team. Right. He came I up. I have a picture was, of the first time we met the team. Yeah. Well, and, my ex, so I got to edit her out. Yeah. So Mary Lou came to me and said, hey, man, some guy came. And I think it was uh, uh, Matthew was like, uh, I think they're interested in the team. And then that's when uh, one of our other investigators who will meet later is Ronnie. He came up. I met him oh, face yeah. to face. And he told me, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, you know, I love investigating, whatever, whatever. And, and then uh, with Robert, I said, hey, you know, when I finally talked to him on the phone, I was like, hey, you know, if you want to come out with us sometimes, you can kind of see how it is with us. And if you like it, you know, we'll make you into a prospect. Yeah. And then you go through your your uh, your probationary period. And if you make it, and you're a part of us, man. And Robert, yeah. if you want to take it, if you want to take it away, Robert, how, from your, yeah. your end. Yeah. Well, I was supposed well, to do this before you go, before you say oh. that, um, I want to say since you guys were talking about UFOs and go. I know it's like a touchy subject or not a touchy subject, but it's a it's a thing where people either believe in, in aliens, but they don't believe in ghosts or they believe in ghosts and they don't believe in aliens. <laughs> Mike, do you do you believe in aliens? Do you think there's um, I mean, I feel like there's there's some stuff out there. I mean, I've, I've never personally seen a, an alien or I don't know if I've ever seen a UFO shit before, but, you know, if, if it's out there, man. I would love to experience it. Like I, if someone told me, like I always tell the team all the time, if someone said, Mike, do you really want to say UFO? Yeah. If you go to this part of San Antonio every day at, at 10 o'clock PM, you're going to see a flyover. It's going to land there. I would be there, man. I would be there with my camera ready to rock mm-hmm. and roll. You know, cause I, I, even if I don't get to go up to the ship and touch it, but I just want to see it and experience it. So to say, I believe it, it's, I'm sure it's something out there, but I never, I never experienced it, but I would love to. I have to believe what, what do you I, think, I have to believe what I did. Yeah, you believe uh worm. Everything. But what? UFOs and aliens? Ghosts. Do you believe in ghosts, worm? Oh shit, I have an extensive <laughs> theory of all of that. <laughs> Much more for this. No, I, know. I mean I think it's obvious we're we're beyond. I mean, this phys- there's mm-hmm. stuff beyond this physical realm that we don't understand. You know, like Mike mm-hmm. was saying, I mean people are just scared of the unknown. I think there's so much that, that we don't even know or understand. Um, and I could be totally wrong, but we don't check facts, right? I think there was a mathematician that said, I mean, we're, we're only aware of four dimensions or, or through our senses, mm-hmm. but there's mathematically speaking, I think there's 10 dimensions. So there's, you know, there's so much that we really have no idea about. You know what I mean? They discovered so, that reverse parallel reality. Yeah. The Hedron yes. Collider. Yeah. All of that. So. See, I'm... I'm I'm gonna say this. I'm very skeptic, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm more of a. I believe there has to be aliens somewhere, and but I'm skeptic on on ghost stuff, even though I've experienced stuff. Even though he has right. a sleep demon, but so do you believe in? <laughs> oh, sleep demon! Like, do you guys believe in sleep demon? In what? Yeah. The sleep demon. A sleep demon. Yeah. Well, like, well there's different types. Well, I mean, yeah, maybe you can correct me on this, Robert, but um, <clears throat> I used to, I used to have like where I would go to sleep and then I would feel like there's something on top of me. Oh, sleep paralysis. Is that what it is? That's what it is. I don't know. Maybe it's a meme. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Some uh, say it's spirit. Some say it's aliens. I, I well, I've always felt like some say it's part of the brain too. The it's brain on there, too. like they, like it would it would even like hold my my my, my mouth, right. and like I'm like you're not waking up this time mm-hmm. or something, you know stuff wow. like that. Wow, 
Mm. I, it's gone. Like like most of my friendships, they go away. But <laughs> like, <laughs> it doesn't. I can never Can't keep share my bed. relationship going. But uh, yeah, it went away. Like it, but it was almost a few years where it was sporadically happened. Where yeah, like I will get the the paralysis where I can't move, but I would literally be awake, but not be awake, but see that there's something on top of me holding me down. So mm. I mean, I'm, I'm not you waking. See how it looked? Not necessarily. Like I don't think I can I can describe it other than like. Uh. Yeah, like a being, like I, 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 I go to demon because I look weird, like like that, like, right. you know, like mm-hmm. a creature. Mm-hmm. Long, and I try to educate people arms, too, like, but strong. Um, I don't know. And I try to educate people a little bit more nowadays that you know it's not all angels and demons like in the movies. Mm. Like it's like if you met someone that says they only believe in cats and dogs, but because that's the only animals they ever encounter the most, but. As we all know better, there's a whole variety of different animal species. The same goes with supernatural creatures. Mm. So, Robert, what what makes you knowing that there's, you know, you obviously are well versed and there's more other, not just angels and demons. There's mm-hmm. a lot of scary stuff out there. Uh, what makes yeah. you like, yeah, I want to jump in with Midnight Paranormal Society and I want to help them, you know, ghost hunt. Like, what makes you want to do that? It's for personal reasons, mainly. Like my story, when I started, wasn't like Mike and his mom and Jeanette. They didn't, I didn't move around a lot of San Antonio, so I didn't experience too many hauntings. My, I have three stories, but they're not really hauntings as they are just kind of weird and mysterious. And this sure. was like when I was a kid before, you know, I even knew about all this stuff. I didn't get into this until I was 14 where I started doing research. But anyway... My first encounter um, was with a mimic. That's what I call it. I was my sister was babysitting me because I was, you know, I don't. I was way too young. I, I don't remember how old I was, but my sister was babysitting me, and um, I was playing in the back room of my grandma's house, and I heard my mom's voice behind me, and I just turned real quick because you know, just out of reflex, I heard my mom's voice, and I saw my mom's head on like a very skinny, skinny, like a, it'll almost look like a puppet body. Like, um, well, um, let me, how do I describe it? Well, like a puppet body is the best way I can describe it. Like a marionette puppet kind of. Oh yeah. Like the more thicker, more thicker. Okay. Anyway, you know, it was at the corner just smiling at me. And, you know, at first, you know, I saw my mom's face. I thought it was her, but it was the same height as me. Pup, the little body, a human-sized head, but a very skinny puppet-like weird-shaped body. I didn't know what was going on, so I ran past it to get my sister. And, um, well, she didn't really do anything at the time. <laughs> and I just stayed in the living room. Anyway, um, and then if sometime later, I never saw the mimic again, just so you guys know. But um, doing research nowadays, I learned it was a mimic. I probably caught it mid-transformation. What is the so mimic? Or what is it? It's a creature that can transform. Not like a doppelganger. It's a creature that can wander and take different forms. And the other one, my other story is kind of more of a, like you said, a parallel reality type thing, I guess. But like, um, I was watching TV. It was Nickelodeon I was watching. I was watching when they did those kids sports events on Nickelodeon. And I was doing some homework. I had to do, cut some paper. 
And um, when I did, you know, I kept going, looking up and down at the at my homework and then the TV. And this was, I was like, I was a kid back then. And then, you know, I was looking up and then the guy, the host looked at me on the screen and said, stop cutting. And oh. then he went back to doing the interview, you know, with the kids and stuff. What? And, it, you know, I don't know, like I, I was a kid back then. I thought, am I in trouble? Cause well, that's trippy though. Yeah, that would have tripped me out. I'd be like, what the hell? Yeah. That kind of reminds me. I don't know if you guys ever played a uh, metal gear. Uh, oh, yeah. When you're at the end where you're like, you, you played this game for so long and it's like talking to you. And, yeah. and so and, that freaked me out. I was like, what the, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, it was part of the game, but. Right. Yeah. Through time, I learned. Yeah. Well, through time, like all my studies, I learned that it was probably a little dimensional shift. I might have encountered a little pocket parallel reality type thing for a moment as a kid, but. I never really look back on it. But the what third guys, one how is, do you guys deal with this like when you're out and there's actually stuff going on? Like I I guess you 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 guys pray. I've seen that, you know, you ask your your audience to pray for you guys. Um, and just a disclaimer, um we're we're diverse because I'm not Christian stuff, so but we are diverse. We have different people with different beliefs and stuff. I don't believe in religion, but I talk to Worm all the time. <laughs> uh, I do, but so no, we're, I get it. Um, mm. I, I I appreciate, um, you know, the yeah, idea I'm Native American, of, so I do I do all the mystic and more earthbound stuff. So okay. do you think that Mike? Do you think that really like um, the the praying helps you guys, or does it cleanse you from like being attached to anything? I mean, just just like anybody who has a belief, right? You know, you you're praying to something. Um, for me as a god, you know, and I believe that, right. I, I just, whatever helps you, I guess. But for me, I pray to God. And I said, listen, Lord, you know, I feel like you connected us to this family or this individual and they're going through something, you know, right now, somebody else can be here helping them, but it's not it's MPS. So can you, you know, number one, I feel like you're trusting us because we're here helping them, but can you please protect us through this process? Because, you know, things exist that whether people want to believe them or not, there's things that exist. And it's like, we're about to deal with something and, you know, no matter who you pray to or who, what you do to prepare, but you got to be prepared because when you go in there and like I said, things go crazy, you know, whether you believe it or not, it's going to happen. And, and, you know, we want that extra, just that extra protection, you know, every what I mean? little bit helps for them. And and not just for us, but our clients, because we, we invite our clients to be a part of the prayers. And like I told Robert right away, you know, because he told me, oh, I don't pray about that, you know, whatever, whatever. I said, listen, yeah, you know, if you don't want to pray, I will never force you to pray. Uh, yeah, I do not, my ritual. That, that, that's, not, that's not what I do. But one thing that I have seen, right, there's, you know, how there's people who are atheists, right? I, we, we used to have an atheist on the team. And I told him, listen, man, I will never change your mind. If you don't want to believe in God or anything at all, that's your, that's your business, man. I said, but if the, the, the day comes... And you get so scared and you're and and I've seen this happen before. People are like, I don't believe in God. And then things happen to them. They're like, please, God, help me. Right away. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so I was like, look, I'll never change your mind. But if the day comes and you want to find God, you know, go to the church, do what you need to do to, to get, you know, you connect with them. But that, that's on you. Right. And sure enough, this guy, we had an experience. He got so scared. He went and got saved, man. But again, that's on him. But uh, I, I'm happy I, go ahead. I was like, I'm happy because since I joined, the team kind of opened up more to different types of spirits. Now, like they talk about land spirits, elementals, stuff like that, elemental spirits. When we 
as we kind of I help them broaden their horizon a little bit more, and I'm happy about that. Nice. And actually, I want I want if you guys could expand on that, like these experiences, how has it influenced your faith? And if you don't mind sharing, I guess what faiths you guys do have? And me, like- me personally, you know, I'm a Christian. I you you don't. I mean, I don't. I'm not in church all the time. Like I haven't been in church in a while. Uh, but my it, it's not even about the religion itself. It's about the faith that you have. You know what I mean? Exactly. And you know, for me, it's like I you know, even though that I know of, I've never seen God like here in front of me, but I believe there's somebody he's out there. You know what I mean? And so for me, it's like, I'm always praying to God. Like, I'm like, listen, you know, um, whatever I go through, man, please be with me. Because I, again, there's things out there that we understand. And the only way we can understand is by going out there and finding out. But at the same time, it's like, you know, if you see someone climbing that this, you know, those big old turbines, they they're, they're believing in their equipment to help them, you know, climb that thing and not fall down. So to me, it's like my, my belief and my protection is the Lord. And uh, so that's, that's just my belief. Robert, he has his own yeah. thing that he I does. With, I work with different gods and goddesses and spirit beings and it helps. <laughs> but I had, let me tell you the third story. I forgot about that. This one's kind of ongoing still for me. I still encounter it once in a while, but it's kind of like men in black type stuff. There was another story that happened when I was a kid. I didn't. My sister was babysitting me again. And um, I was just watching TV and I heard a knock on the door. And um, when I went to the front window, I saw this car. It was a black car. It had two men's suits, like on each side of it, just guarding it, I guess. And when I opened the door to see who it was, out of reflex, this really nice looking old man in a suit was there. He said he wanted to talk, talk to us or something. I still remember how he looks. He has little balding, white hair, very thin glasses. But he had a really, really gentle smile to him. And then, you know, I was still a kid, so I got my sister. And then I went to the went to go play again with my toys. And I, my sister, she never told me what happened. I saw her open the door and talk to them for like a, like maybe a few seconds. But she never. I asked who they were, and she didn't. She didn't really respond. And um, recently, last year, actually, I was talking to her again and asked her if she remembered that. And she said she doesn't remember that incident happening. But um, she said she the, doesn't remember that? Yeah, she can't remember ever talking to a man like that. But that was years ago, so I don't know how good her memory yeah. is. But, you know, throughout the years, ever since then, you know, I see, I see those, you know, guys in, you know, black suits. Like one of the main ones that I remember is I was at the library because when I was 14, that's when I started all this. And that was, I don't have, I didn't have a computer. And um, I would get, I would check out books about like all this supernatural stuff, paranormal and stuff. And I remember I was, it was a Collins Garden, li- Collins Garden Library. And as I was walking out, um, I saw this, like the same black car, one man just staring down, staring me down, black suit like just looking at me with sunglasses, but I knew he was staring me down as I was walking to my mom's car. And he just looked at me until we went out of the parking lot. And, you know, throughout the years, I had little weird encounters like that, you know, seeing them, but I haven't seen them since I joined the team. So. Dude, you're putting some bad juju on us. Like right now, I feel like I'm going to start seeing. Well, I was told like, maybe like I was actually told, 
by the team too that maybe it was men in black that i encountered and for some reason they're just they have an eye on me um <laughs> Maybe, well, in, in our neck of the woods, we call them La Migra, but I got my papers. Don't send me back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> send me back. Uh, he doesn't understand Spanish, so it's yeah. the immigration. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I'm native, so it would just be uh, your reservation, probably. So, um, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. What were you going to say? Oh, no, you go. I, you... Was just, I was just so, making jokes. Uh, did you want to hear sorry, what started? Or what got me into the paranormal or just my little encounters I, i'm more interested if we have time point, like knowing on the fact that like both of you like I, that's what because for me like i hear something creaking and i'm out i'm done oh I, I would right. not yeah. i would not be able to join mps because i'll run yeah quick <laughs> i'll well, pray to god even though i don't pray but well, uh, my specialty on the team is uh, cryptozoology and supernatural creatures that's what I bring to the table for the team. Oh. Uh, sorry, well, speaking of creatures, dog <laughs> knows. So I, want, I wanted what to share that. Like what, 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 knowing that it's scary, or, and also in your videos, it looks like you're you're kind of almost like picking on the spirit, like uh, show yourself or talk to me or tell me like. Right. And then I almost I I from the movies I hear like you're not supposed to do that. I don't know any better, but. That's why I learned. I learned a little loophole. I use death whistles to help wake them up. Oh, what well, is you that? Probably, you've seen the my the videos, right? Of how I use them. They're used during day the death festivals to wake up the ancestors oh. and spirits. Well, I, well, I mean, for- just just to kind of add to what you're saying, it, it's it's not you know we we're not provoking anything. You know, at least I don't do that. Um, you know, there's times where like Ron, for example, and not throw him under the bus, but sometimes he gets <laughs> a little he gets a little crazy sometimes. Uh, but me, I'm, I go in there with, with the utmost respect. It's like, if, if I'm going to go into a location, I go in talking to like I'm talking to you. You know, if I walk up to you, I'm not going to be screaming at your face. Like, Hey, tell me your name right now. Like, they're not going to talk to us. I go in there like, Hey man, like, let's talk. Let's figure out what's going on. And I'm not only here to help this, this lady or this family or this man or whoever, I'm here to help you too. You know, if maybe you're stuck or maybe you don't know how to get out of here, you know, we can help you. And so I, I want them to understand that we're not we're not a threat we're here to help you know and so i try to do my very best to stay calm and keep my emotions on check i can't speak for everybody but that's at least for um, um on me i try to keep myself balanced that way they understand hey you know what this person has the right intention and maybe they'll open up to me yeah like and you're just out of habit we do sometimes raise our voice just out of habit because right when right. i join the team that have like what do you call it, the spirit box that has that loud static you got to speak over it right and i Guess it's just muscle reflex from that. Have uh, you ever um, have you ever gone to a client's house um, and then felt like you brought something back with you? Uh, me personally, I, not, not not at a client's house, but there was a time when, uh, and this was years ago, man. This was probably like 2011, maybe 2012. Um, there was a moment where there's a bar here in San Antonio called Pat O'Brien's Bar downtown. And I know, I know it very well. Right. And so <laughs> we, we, I investigated a few times and there was one night where everything it's was supposed rushed. to be haunted. I mean, it's haunted. Yeah. It's Sorry. haunted. Yeah. Oh, I the, didn't know that. Yeah. The claims there are people, the workers they see and hear little kids in the, on the second floor. And so, um, it was a rush night. Like one thing about me that I made a point that whenever, whenever we went to an investigation, 
I don't care how if we're. I mean, we never we never go late. I mean, not never, but we do our very best. We're we're big on punctuality. Like we want to be on time. We want them to know that we're you know we care. We're there. Man, it's freaking Nat right here. Sorry okay. guys. Um, right. it's like right here dancing in my face. Um, and so something doesn't want him to talk about this. The, he, he, he wants to talk, right? Um, no. So you know we were we I was rushing, and this is before Robert and the rest of the team came to the, to be a part of us. And we were, I was rushing to the investigation. We didn't pray. We didn't do anything. We just kind of went in there. I mean, it was just, it was like a, a, a recipe for a bad day, man. Like it was just, you know, one of those days where you just want to forget about. And so the investigation was over, you know, I was upset the whole night. And so it was time for us to leave already. Well, we packed the stuff up. We bounced, man. We left. I went home. My ex at the time who I was living with, who I was with, we were asleep at night and I woke up, I woke up because I wanted to eat some food. I was really hungry in the middle of the night. I get some leftovers. I put in the microwave. And as I'm hitting the, like, beep, 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 you know, hitting the buttons. Directly behind me was the, the walkway that goes into the living room. And for those who have never been in my living room at the time when I was living with my ex, th- her dad had a, uh, a recliner, right? And imagine this recliner is all leather, right? If you, if you had never sat on this recliner before, well, what happened was you would sit down and as soon as you sat down, if you didn't slowly, like, you know, kind of, you know, move back like this, the moment you sat down, if you just kind of like let yourself go, it would boom and it would slam against the wall. You know what I mean? And, and so, you know, people had to like slowly, you know, let themselves go down. And so I'm, I'm hitting the buttons. Right. And, you know, I don't know if you ever heard when leather, when you don't sit on leather for a long time and you sit on the leather sofa, it makes like a crinkly sound or some kind of like sound the leather makes. I heard that sound. And I'm like, and I was saying here like from the recliner. I'm like, what the hell was that? And before I could turn, I hear boom, or the recliner, like, I guess, slammed against the wall. And I heard a laugh, man. I let the food in the microwave and I bounced. I went back to my room. I laid down. And you don't even inve- like, investigate. <laughs> right. And I'm like, Mike, what's wrong? What was that sound? I'm like nothing. Just go to sleep. And <laughs> we went to bed, man. We went to bed. And then I, I woke up, you know, a little bit later. It was just like about three in the morning, maybe. And then I woke up back up like at five. And I went and put a camera over there, a camcorder. I hit record and I went back to bed. And then uh, afternoon came. I went and retrieved the camera to play it back to see if anything happened. And um, nothing, right? Nothing big happened. And I was like, okay. So I got my recorder. I hit record. And I went through the whole house like, hey, look, I don't know who's here. <clears throat> but, you know, whoever you are. Wherever you came from, you got to go. Like, I'm sorry. You know, I, it was my mistake. The last place I was at was Pat O'Brien. So if there's any children here with me, you got to go back. And I go back to play the recorder. And when I played it back, you're not going to believe what happened. I, hear rec- I, I played it back and I'm listening to my questions I'm asking. One of the questions I asked was, what is your name? And a little boy came through and said, Patrick. And oh. the claims, of course, were at Pat O'Brien's bar. They seen, they, they heard kids. They seen kids. Uh, and so I was like, maybe one of the little kids followed me home. So before I could cleanse, it just took off on its own left. Um, so, yeah, you, you got to be very careful because it could have been equally the way it was. Just a, you know, at least I know it was a small kid. It could have been something bad. So you got to be very careful when you do this stuff. And there yeah. was times when, you know, after we do an investigation, the next day I check. Um, we have our, our team chat. The whole team talks about, like, they feel, like, so drained, like I hit by a truck. Like I always see that when I'm out shopping and stuff and 
like I always feel so bad for everyone when that happens. When I see that in the chats, like they just feel drained. Like I said, that's what gets me. Like sometimes that well, stands out to me. Oh, oh, uh, but no, I, if you don't mind, I wanted to share two more experiences. Yeah, um, so one of them, on. one of them was one of, I guess you can say it was an experience as being a paranormal investigator in the very beginning of my, of my journey that made me question, should I really be doing this or not? I'm not talking about like I question the situation. I'm like, am I, should I really be doing this or not? And of course I'm still doing it. Right. But I'm not sure what happened. So, and the second one's more of like a curiosity thing. Like, you know, be careful what you do because things can, bad things can happen. So I'm going to share these two stories. The first one, I, uh, I was working as a cashier on the south side of San Antonio near South Park Mall. There's, there's a Walgreens right there near, uh, next, kind of close to South Park Mall. I was the cashier there. I was the head cashier. Uh, the, the be- I mean, I was the best seller. I was the best person who would sell stuff, man. Like, it was in the district. Anyways, but I was like, you know, there in the cashier. Anybody who walked in, I would always hear about MPS. Oh, man, I'm a paranormal investigator. I have a ghost hunting team. Like, all my regulars knew that I was the ghost hunter in, the, in, the, in, the, in San Antonio. And so... One day, my mom came to me and says, "Mike, Mijo, there's something going on in my there's something going on in my new house that I'm renting. Something's going on. I need you to come check it out." I said, "Like what? What's going on?" She says, "In the middle of the night, I can hear footsteps in the kitchen, and mind you, this duplex and I took Robert to see. It's an old, rundown, just this like a scary house." I was like, "And it had old wooden floors." She's like, "I can hear the footsteps, loud footsteps, but sounds like little kids." And I said, maybe it's your neighbor. Maybe there's kids in the night walking, you know, and then you, you think it's in your house, but it's outside. And I was just so busy. I couldn't go. And she was like, come on, mijo, please. I want you to come check it out, experience it. So sure enough, after about maybe shoot, like two months of not going, finally the day came. It was like March of 2000 and 2008, maybe. Or no, a little bit after that. Sorry. So anyways, she tells me, you know, come over. So I finally took the day off. And I went to her uh, her house. The one she was renting it was a duplex. And if if for those who are watching or listening, if you've never seen a duplex, you know there's two doors in front of the house. The divide because there's a divide. A, uh, it, the house is divided into, for two families or two people. Mm-hmm. And um, so the door on the right hand side, I noticed they had a lock on the door, so I knew that wasn't the door to open. To the left of my of my of my shoulder, there's a door that was facing my left side. The, the screen, or for those who are watching the tela, the, the screen, it was locked, but the actual door was was uh, open. You can look into the house. And I looked at this. I looked into, I looked into the, the doorway, and I'm looking, trying to see as much as I could because the walkway went to the right, and I couldn't take a mirror, and I could just see some stuff there. And I said, Mom, Mom, I'm here, Mom. And all of a sudden, I hear footsteps. And... All of a sudden, I hear my mom say, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. She always does that. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm getting my shoes. Don't leave, don't leave, don't leave. Wait, 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 wait. I said, cool, cool, okay. So I turn my back to the door. And mind you, if you ever go to this house, there's a big, the porch is really high. You have to climb like three or four steps to get to the porch. So I walked to the edge of it. And the neighbor next door, I noticed that his fence was not like a, a, a normal fence. He had like a sheet metal fence. And to me, whenever I see someone who has a fence like that, I automatically think of like, you know, like a, a, a car lot, you know, or like a tow truck place where they, you know, they, they put stuff. 
And so I went to the edge of the the, the of the porch and I looked over the fence. Sure enough, I could see like pieces of cars everywhere, tires and motors and all kinds of stuff over there. And so my eyes were following the fence all the way to the curb where the, there's a uh, a brown power line, the pole where it has the lines. When my eyes reach that pole, I kid you not, man, my mom comes walking from around the corner. Hey, mijo, what are you doing here? Uh, I called you to your phone, but you wouldn't answer. Wow. And I looked at my mom. Robert knows, Robert knows my mom. Like, you know, she's wild, man. But she's like, I called you to your phone, but you weren't answering. And my jaw, bro, just dropped to the ground. I was like, wait a second, player. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's, let's rewind this a little bit, right? And she's like, and she's like, what's wrong? What's wrong? I said, I said, wait a second. Did you like literally go to the back of the house, run around the whole neighborhood and come back over here? She's like, no, why? I said, where'd you come from? Oh, I was at the little tiendita, the little store. I was using the lady's phone to call you to your phone, but you wouldn't answer. And I said, how long ago did you go? She said, I've been there for a while talking to her. And I'm, and, and I'm like, wait a second. And mind you, this is about maybe 6 p.m., man. So it's not even f- fully dark yet. It's just, you know, the sun's really going down. And so I'm like, wait a second. Wait a second. We, it was, there was three of us there, right? Besides my mom. I'm like, wait a second. We literally just heard you from inside the house say, hold on. Don't leave. I'm coming. You know, you're getting your shoes or whatever. She's like, that's not me. I've been at the store. Man, oh, man. It, it, it freaked me out. I was like, holy smoke. So I go, wait a second. Come here. We walk up the, 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 to the porch and I go to the door and I said, listen, stay quiet. I said, mom, hurry up. You're taking too long. And my mom's standing there looking at the door and she hears her own voice that I told you to wait. Hold on. I'm getting my shoes. Dude, my mom, like, she wanted to scream, but she couldn't because it was, like, I guess, the excitement. She was like, I told you something to my house. I told you. Here, here's the kicker, right? So I go, Where, where's your boyfriend at? Because she, she used to be this guy named Freddie. Um, he was from, he was from uh, Honduras, right? And I'm like, where's Freddie at? Oh, he's in the back, uh, grilling back there, barbecuing. I'm like, barbecuing? I don't smell no smoke. Let me taste in the man. I don't know about you guys, but I've been to many neighborhoods in my life. And when someone's grilling, I don't care. It's like two, three houses down, down the next neighborhood. When someone's grilling, man, you smell that, that smoke travels, man. You can smell that charcoal or the wood or whatever. You smell it down the ways. Yeah, sure. There was no sign of a barbecue, man. But the moment we walked to the, to the driveway and we started going up, up to the back, like, a, like imagine like a wall of just smoke. We smelled the barbecue out of nowhere. Out of nowhere, man. I'm like, there's no freaking way, man. We would have smelled that shit, you know? And so Freddie's there. He's really, you know, barbecuing. Hey, Mikey. And, you know, we're, 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 we're grilling and stuff. And, and we sat there. And we're talking, you know, just waiting for the time to pass by. Midnight finally comes. And I said, okay, guys, it's time to investigate. I said, mom, Freddie, and one of my exes was there on me. I said, you know, can y'all go to the, y'all go to the, I go, mom, y'all go to y'all's room. Sit down and lock the door. I said, what, what we're about to do is we're going to try to make contact with whatever's here. I said, at, at any point that you're in your room and you want to get up off the bed or move your shoes or whatever, just say out loud, not like yell it, but just say, I'm moving my feet or I'm getting off the bed. I'm sitting up, laying down. That way we can label. And if I, if I hear it in the recorder, I know it's one of you guys, not the ghosts, right? So they're like, okay. So they went to her room. We went to the kitchen. And before we started investigating, we went through the whole house 
And mind you, the, the whole duplex is supposed to be for two families. My mom had access to the full house because nobody wanted to rent it. So he gave, he said, hey, you can have the whole house for this low price. So our first thing was to do was, let's, let, before we turn all the lights off, let's go clear the whole house. Let's just do a walkthrough real fast. Let's say there's broken glass or there's anything that can harm us. If we fall down, I don't want to fall on nails or, you know, break my legs or you know, something crazy. So we cleared the whole house. And the one thing that we noticed was each room, the windows were nailed shut. And not only were they nailed shut, but all the, the, the rooms, it looked like they were just done. Like, once, you know, someone does tape and float, like they just, you know, they're, re, you know, renovating the rooms or, you know, just fixing them up. Everything looked brand new, man. No broken glass, no furniture in other rooms except for my mom's room. That's it. And so... I'm walking. I'm like, okay. So I'm like, where do we start at? So all the rooms had white doors, except for one room. It had a red door. I said, let's go in there. And when I first started MPS, I didn't have a lot of stuff that I have now. All I had was one recorder. All I had was a, a voice recorder, a flashlight. And, and then at this time we had a, rec- a camcorder, but we had to borrow it from somebody. We didn't have anything. We just, it just started. And so, um, we put the camera, we put the camera on top of the water heater facing the hallway and the area where we're at. We go into the room, we close the door behind us. And the guy who was with me, he was a former member of my team. He says, what do we do, man? What do you want to do? I said, you know what, man? Let's, let's not say a thing. Like, let's not do nothing. Let's just let's sit on the ground. Let's be extra quiet, not say a, not a peep. And let's, let's let whatever's here get curious and come to us. Like, I, I want the thing to be like, hey, man, what are these guys doing? And come to us. And sure enough, man, we're there for about literally 10 minutes sitting down. All of a sudden, man, I, I will never, ever, ever forget this moment. I'm sitting on the floor, and the guy's across from me. And we're just, like, looking at each other, looking out the window. And, and then all of a sudden, like, like it just out of nowhere, it was like a scary movie. All you hear was, like, boom, boom, like, loud footsteps coming from the front door coming down the hallway towards where we're at. And all I kept thinking was, ah, you know what? This dude can be slick, man. Like my mom's boyfriend didn't play a trick on us. Like he's going to scare us. Right. So we get up real slow. I said, look, when he gets close to that door, we'll count to three and we're going to rip the door open and scare him. (laughs) And so he goes, okay. So we get up real slow. We walk to the door and you can hear the footsteps. Boom, 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 like coming towards the door. It stops right in front of the door. The footsteps, boom, and it stops. I ripped that door open. Nobody there. And my thought was, okay, if he runs away, if we hear those loud ass footsteps, if this thing runs away, you're going to hear this. You're going to know which way it's going. No one's there. We get the flashlight on. We're looking at this. There is nobody there. I close the door and I said, listen, my name is Mike. I said, my mom is renting this house. I said, I don't know who you are or why you're here. Um, I'm not sure if you died here or someone, you know, invited you here. I said, but my mom's staying here now. She's respectfully going to stay on her side of the house. You please stay on your side. I said, but before I leave today, I want to see how I can help you. If, if you can answer some of my questions if possible. And so I'm doing the whole, the whole thing, right? The whole thing. And then. I'm nervous, right? Because, you know, I just heard these footsteps. And then the guy who was with me, he's not, he's not a part of my team because he was just a liability, man. He was too wild. Um, he says, 
uh, do you mind if we take a photo of you? And I said, if you're okay with the second photo of you, knock on the wall one time as loud as you can like this. And I banged the wall. Boom. I said, if you're okay with it, knock once like that. If you do not want to take a picture, knock twice. And I went, boom. And right when I was about to do the second one, it went boom, boom, real loud. Oh, I was like, and, and I backed up, man, because I mean, it shook the whole wall. I said, okay. I said, okay, we're not taking no photos. The guy says, F this. I'm still taking a photo. Wow. He, he opens the door. He walks out there. And he's like, I was flashing and going off. And then I pull him inside the room. When I shut the door, man, I kid you not. We heard boom, boom. Like something was walking away from us, man. And I'm like, and I'm like freaking out, man. My heart's racing. I'm hyperventilating. Because you only see this in scary movies. You know what I mean? Like you never see stuff like that. Even when I was a kid, you know, it's also what I did. But never did I hear footsteps like that, you know? And so then this is when things got like turned up a notch, right? I said, can you please forgive my friend? I was like, we're just excited because we want to know who you are and why you're here and how we can help you. We, we've never experienced anything like this. So can you please come back? Forgive us, please. And all of a sudden, the steps come back towards us. And this time where the, where the level kind of went up a notch, as it's walking back to us, it's, it's walking more slow. Like you hear, boom, boom. And as it's coming closer, all of a sudden we heard like of something was dragging against the wall as it's coming towards the door. Not like nails or anything, but like imagine that something just rubbing against the wall. I don't know if it's a hand or if it's a body part, but something's rubbing against the wall as it's walking towards the door where we're at. And here's even the bigger kicker, right? The more closer this thing gets the door handle on the on the door would rattle every step and i'm like dude is this like a scary movie right is this like is this like a nightmare you know what i mean and i was scared man and, and as it's happening i told myself like mike what the hell are you doing man what it, why are you doing this for like do you really want to keep doing this like you know who knows what's going to be behind that door and i was scared i'm not gonna lie i was i was i was terrified man and but then I reminded myself why I was there. I reminded myself why I'm doing this. And I, I reminded myself of those moments when I was a kid and my mom would cry. She would cry and not know who's going to help us, who's going to believe us. And I told myself, imagine you and your mom represent one family. Imagine how many other families and individuals are out there who are going through this. And don't have anybody to come help them. So this is why you're doing this. For all those, you're, you're going to be the voice for the voiceless, you know? And, and I reminded myself that. And so the fear went away. It was like, not that I became the Superman or this big badass, but I said, how am I ever going to understand why or how or this stuff happens? It's like, if, if you want to understand the way lions are, you got to go work with them. You got to, you know, the way these trainers who train lions, it, they don't just look at them like, okay, I'm going to work with you. Like they, they have to go through all the, you know, everything, man, research and working the lions, raising them, you know? So for me, if I want to better understand the, the unknown, I have to dive deep head first, man. And I got to learn as I go, just like all of us. And so that, that was my way of telling myself, you know what? I'm not going anywhere, man. To me, and this is just my belief. If I have God almighty, man, the Lord above, 
if that's who I have as my protector, what do I, what do I have fear? Exactly. It's like, it's like, imagine you have, you know, you have the biggest protection ever spiritually. Why am I going to fear? What, what I'm not that I'm going to be like this crazy cycle, like, Hey man, I'm going to go just run to everything head first. No, <laughs> but at least I know I had the protection. You know what I mean? Like you had the big guns, you know? And so, you know, that was one of the experiences, man. And, and so when I went home that night, well, the, the night, that morning, I was reviewing the evidence and something crazy happened. So on the, on the recordings, there was a point where I asked if there was, if there was anything there that was preventing the spirits from talking to us and this voice came through and I mean, it was like a whisper, but it was loud enough where we all heard it. And it, and, and the response was, it's evil. And I was like, what the hell? And I played it again. And it became more clear and it said, it's evil. And then all of a sudden, what really freaked me out was the sessions continuing, right? We're going through the recording and six different times, a minute apart, you would hear us talking, you know, about random stuff. And they would say evil. A minute would go by evil six times. It said it. And I was like, holy crap, man. I mean that. And, and then I had found something. I didn't have a cleanser back then. I found someone who was wanting to cleanse the house, but my mom was so afraid she ended up moving out. She's like, I just can't, I can't deal with it no more. And so now I, one day I took Robert, well, me and Robert and one of my past, my previous investigators, who I said, Hey guys, I want, I want you guys to see this house. And I showed him something on the West side, man. And that we pulled up and I showed Robert, but uh, that house, man, is still standing. It's still there. And um, that place, man, if somebody, whoever's listening, happens to, you're not going to know what house it is, but if somehow you came across it, man, good luck with that house. Because, I mean, that house has never been cleansed that I know of. Dang. You and, said it's uh, on the west side? Ching! No, I'm on the west yeah, side. It's, uh, it's off of, of Zazamora on Ruiz Street. That's oh, man. Say. That is close, Rato. That is close. Yeah. I forgot you guys were local. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is pretty close. Here, I want to show you guys this. Kind of a peek into my mind. My new good luck charm. Oh, nice. You wear that on Mothman the- to Bigfoot and everything in between. Yeah. My encounters are not like Mike's. They're not really ghost related. They're, well, you heard my stories, how they are. The more out there, they're not really ghost related. But, and you take that with you when you go. No, I just to- got it. Oh, yeah. I got it. Yeah. It's my little, my little charm, a good luck charm now. Nice. And so, um, go ahead. No, no, I was just, uh, I was going to ask you some other stuff, but. No, no, go ahead, man. Go ahead. Okay. Well, I kind of am I'm thinking about, you know, the ghost since we are local to San Antonio. Right. <clears throat> Dang, dude. I got to about more of my encounters later. <laughs> um, so we, since we are local to San Antonio, you know, we know the stories. Uh the, the actually I'm not from San Antonio originally. So when I moved here, everybody's like, Oh, you gotta check out certain spots. Right. For mm-hmm. I want to ask you like, have you gone to these uh uh, tourist spots that are supposedly haunting, like the train tracks. We we've been there, but um, it's been you know, not, the train tracks already. Yeah, the the it, it never it never happened here in San Antonio. Um, the story of, of, of supposedly this kids being hit in a bus. What what I've looked up and I've seen, it actually happened in Salt Lake City, Utah, not in San Antonio. And so the, there's there was a I don't I don't think she's alive anymore. I I may be wrong. But she was an author. Um, her name was uh, 
Dosha Williams or Dosha Schultz Williams, I think. She wrote a lot of the, she wrote a lot of the books like The Haunting of Texas or The Haunting of San Antonio, like all you know, the different, you know, back in the 90s and stuff, all the, the books of San Antonio Haunting of Texas. And um, she did research and come to find out that at that's the, the time they say, like, you know, when it happened, there was never no police called. I mean, if you think of a, of a train hit a, a bus full of kids and they get demolished, there would be some kind of records of it. Like the, the 911 gets called. Somebody gets called the ambulance, fire department. Somebody's oh, going to yeah. have to go out there and clean it up. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, this would be all over the news, but it wasn't. So, I mean, not to run anyone's parade. Yeah, I mean, I guess if people know know the story, they know the story. But if they don't know the story, is there's the train tracks in San Antonio where you park your car, um, on in the middle of the tracks, and then so these kids that got hit don't want it to happen again, so they right. park your car over the tracks. Right. But, um, so that's the story, and then people will obviously say like, uh, you put a uh, baby Maybe powder, hard. and you can see the handprints and. All, all kinds of nonsense. The phenomenon is called a gravity hill. Gravity. <laughs> yeah. Gravity hills. I have my books has different that have been happening in different states too. Yeah. But they don't call it a bus crash. Yeah. It's called a gravity I, hill I, phenomenon. I, know, I don't know where the story came from, but as soon as I moved here for college, I think in the 30s, that was the thing. Like, 30s that was, when it happened. Yeah, that was the thing to do. It was like, oh, you got to go to the tracks. You got to. The other thing that you were supposed to do. Is the asylum and oh, I've been uh, there. Yeah. Have you guys been there? I just sneak in. Yeah, that place. I'll tell you right now, man. For just for future reference, if you go now, like back when it, when I first heard about it, this is when I first started doing, you know, investigating. I went and there was no fence there because you know they. I think that what they did was they put this big old mound or like a hill of dirt so no one can cross over it. But man, everybody was crossing that thing, and it, it, mm-hmm. it, it's like no trespassing. Uh, now there's a big fence there with, this, with security and. I think the police department's been down there, but you can't get in now. Um, I think it's doing a hall or something. Right. But when I went down there, when I went down there, when, you know, there was no fence, I went to that building, man. And that, that building is legit, man. I caught, I caught a recording uh, of a man telling me I'm going to get you back on the recording. Um, And we heard some stuff there, man, that I can't explain. And I've, even to this day, I try reaching out to see if we can get permission to go into that property. I will sign a waiver. I will do release forms. That way, if something happens to me, it's on my own will. But the lady goes, if something happened to you, and I knew that even though it's on the paperwork, I I knew that you went in there. I don't want to have that in my conscience that you die or something happens to you, so I just can't do it. I was and, like, sadly, they're, and sadly, they're expanding the facility, so they might demolish those buildings soon. Yeah, and they're going to demolish it soon. But that place is legit like that. Is oh, man. Haunted. Yeah, that place. I had to sneak in. Yeah, apparently now, you, well, you had to back then to sneak in. Do not sneak in, ladies and gentlemen. Right. Yeah, no, no, no. The cops will get you. That happened to me. There are actual cops there. <laughs> um, What's this other one? Donkey Bridge? Donkey Lady oh, Bridge? That's what I was going to talk what about. Is, what is Donkey Lady? I don't Wait, know Robert, Donkey Lady. About so I, I may need to, you guys explain that to me. But well, it's, uh, my my my, uh, my wife is original from San Antonio, and she knows the story, but she's never told it to me, so I don't uh-huh. understand. Well, there's a different variance, but um, originally it's a lady, like how I learned it. It was a lady. She had a donkey, and like a family. But um, these men from San Antonio, I guess they 
kept bullying her or wanting to buy her property. One of those, one of those type of scenarios. And, you know, she was very mean to them. And eventually, um, they kids, like if she, the guys that wanted to buy her property, they came, they basically, um, set her house on fire. They killed her, her husband and child, and they killed her favorite donkey too. Cause she always walked with a donkey, I think, from what I remember reading. And um, she apparently, I think they left her for dead. Mm-hmm. They, like, they burned her. She got deformed in the fire, and le- they left her for dead. But she supposedly stalks that area now. That's a li- that's literally the simplest version I can put it. There's so many different versions of it and details. And I'm guessing but, like, through a bridge, or is that? Well, I used to go there like well I used to go there for a park that was one of the first things I did as when I got into this and I gotta tell you straight up like like honestly I have a very love-hate relationship with her because I, I went there plenty of times and I encountered like enough to make me believe there's more to it than just an urban legend so you think seen, you think that it is true like it's haunted or people well, can't see her or experience or be exposed. Well, I don't think she's a ghost, but I know there might be hauntings there of people because those murders there, you know, gang-related stuff throughout oh. the years. But I always went to hunt her, personally. And throughout the years, like, I just developed a love-hate relationship with her. Like, there's... And it got to the point to where, you know, I get angry with her that, you know, I am going to get her one day. And I always say that before I leave. But... And there are times when I encountered her too. Like the, one of the first encounters I had, I actually had witnesses. My uncle and my cousin were there. And um, I was just there with them. You know, they wanted to see it. And um, well, back then it was before they made the park because they made it into like a national park or a state park or something now. But um, there was like an L-shaped road when people or the locals would drive up. And I did my routine that I always do when I'm there you know, trying to get her to come out because you know, I always arm myself when I'm out there. And, you know, nothing happened. My uncle and me, me and my cousin, my uncle and my cousin, um, we got into the truck and we drove and we started to drive off. And then we saw the, a black figure on the very edge of the road, like on the end of the road, just a full black figure. And there was something shiny in the center. I don't know what it was. And I wanted to get out because my plan was, you know, I'm just going to you know, run at her and tackle her. That was the best plan I can come up with. And my uncle would not let me out of the truck for nothing. Like he wouldn't even like, cause there was one of those old trucks where you had to lift the seat forward to get out and he wouldn't let me get out of the truck. Smart man. I don't think I would let you either, man. That's scary. Um, and I was still a teenager back then, but that ever since then, like I always go back there uh, and once in a while I go back there, I go hunting her in the woods. I got to send you a picture of my, of my hunting gear, my monster hunting gear and all that. I got to send you a picture of that one day. But um, that's I, I do that one because that's the easiest one I can find. That's the easiest access to, you know, a supernatural creature I can find. And with me, I came up with the theory that she's kind of like a pseudo-immortal type thing, you know, like a not really a deal with the devil, but, you know, someone who practices. Maybe she got into more of the dark magics and that's what kept her alive for all these years, I guess. And there are like reports of people, you know, sacrificing dogs there for her, you know, cult stuff, cult activity. 
Oh, dang. As long it's as it's not this me. one. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. This guy, he always has to put his dog on every episode. <laughs> uh, I've seen so many. Hey, guys, I won't keep there. you guys any longer uh, because you know what? I'm probably not going to sleep anymore. I'll tell <laughs> you that. There's so much, like, my head's going to be, like, building so many different yeah. stories. Right. Uh, oh, sure. I, I really my... appreciate that you guys came on. Yeah. I oh, would love pleasure. Would you guys be yeah. willing to come back again? Because I have. So- oh man, we yeah we have so yeah. much other to talk about. Yeah, we can definitely come yeah. back on. I forgot to tell you why I got into the paranormal. I'll, t- I'll say that for yeah. next time. For next, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. but yeah, I want you guys back on because I feel like we can talk about this for a while. Oh, yeah, yeah, man, it's a lot to say, that. man, a lot. Yeah, and I might talk this time for the people that uh, for the people that maybe not believe, like I like I keep saying, I'm a little bit of a skeptic, even though I've experienced things. But it's because I don't want to say that I that it exists for being because I'm a scaredy cat. So Just do what Adrian Mulder does. Say I want <laughs> to believe. But um, but with that said, ladies and gentlemen, where can we? Where can somebody contact uh, Midnight Paranormal? society so if if you want to find us whether just to see our investigations or if you want help with the paranormal uh you can find us at www.facebook.com forward slash paranormal mps that's midnight paranormal society and if you if you want to contact us not on our facebook page you can email us to paranormal mps at gmail.com nice i'm gonna put all that in the description and one last thing if you if you're on if you're on tiktok i have a tiktok account you can go find me on TikTok at, at uh, what is it, at MPS Founder Mike. And you'll see some of the videos I put up there as well. Oh, yeah. nice. I'm not ready for TikTok myself. Yeah. I'm not ready for that yet. TikTok and yeah, it's there. <laughs> but uh, well, uh, once again, kind of appreciate you guys coming on. Yeah, thank you guys. I, uh, we want you guys back on. Get you back up to come to get to get back on the podcast. Yes. Um, I'm not going to sleep tonight. Cheers. 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 Cheers to you guys. Thank you. Thank you for this. Um, thank you for these nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but with that said, Worm, what are you going to say? You scared as shit? Contact MPS. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, and Ghost with that or said, anything else? We'll handle it. Dare to be else. you. Dare to be weird. Bye. Paranormal.